out down the back by the hills hoist. That's Colin Bissett. For many of us, the rotary clothes hoist is as Australian as a kookaburra, even starring in the Sydney Olympics closing ceremony. It's difficult to pinpoint exactly who invented it. The first rotary clothes lines first appeared in America and Britain in the late 1800s. But one thing is certain, Australia, with its reliably sunny days and warm breezes, proved to be its natural home. Until the 19th century, the normal way to dry things was to drape them on bushes, scented if you were particular, or to peg them to a line hung between two posts or across whole streets, as is still picturesquely encountered in cities like Naples. A rotary clothes hoist enabled yards of clothesline to be contained within a small area. The person pegging out the damp items could simply stand and pull the free line towards them. Being able to raise the lines to catch breezes and stop sheets dragging on the ground was even better. At first, tall, fixed models were made that tilted to make the line accessible, but better still was a proper hoisting mechanism. Early attempts had heavy rack and pinion systems that looked more industrial than domestic and which could snare fingers if care wasn't taken. In Australia, a blacksmith called Gilbert Toyne launched the aeroplane clothes hoist at Melbourne's 1911 Royal Agricultural Show, the aeroplane name giving a sense of its modernity given that the first powered aeroplane flight had occurred only eight years before. The design was popular, but somewhat clumsy, with a galvanised metal frame atop a timber post on which a ratcheting mechanism and counterweight was attached. Its 1913 sales booklet pictured the hoist in use at future war hero John Monash's home in Turak, showing that this was an item aimed at the wealthy. Other ads pointed out how trudging through wet grass could invite disease, whereas the hoist, given its own little concrete standing area, was the hygienic, healthy future. By 1926, Toyne had perfected the raising mechanism, enclosing it within a knuckle on the upright, activated by a simple handle. The whole thing was made from galvanised metal, with a tent shape on top for added strength. Different sizes were available, from the small toynette that couldn't be raised but had a span of 10 feet, to gigantic hoists of up to 20 feet in diameter. By the late 1940s, 200 toyne hoists were being made each week. But the lapsing of toyne's patent for the hoisting mechanism meant that competitors surged in like returned soldier Lance Hill in Adelaide, who used Toyne's know-how to create his hoist. The Hill's hoist was part of a range of metal items, from laundry trolleys to children's swings. With the continuing growth of suburban Australia and excellent marketing, the Hill's hoist became an essential feature of every backyard. Gilbert Toyne died in 1983, and while his name is overlooked by many, there's no doubt that his hoisting mechanism helped cement the hoist's precious place in Australia's domestic history. Music
Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.